0: The 312th episode of Pamdastics Comedy Clubhouse. That's every Friday for six years. Motherfuckers, coming up next after these messages.
1: And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is it is. You can listen live every Friday from eight to ten p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well hello boys and girls. You know what
2: password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front.
3: Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy.
4: It seems the faster
3: you so go, I just, the more I cannabis energy I think this you
0: one need. So if you want to
4: win,
1: you S1, have to have S1, lots one, of cannabis S1,
0: S3, 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 energy. S3, S3, S3. Okay. okay, but better it's than just the by using green which is over there.
1: Care
3: So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local Canvas
2: procurement center. Join the Green <laughs>
0: Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. No, I'm not drunk, I'm just doing it by myself. Yay! Yay, everybody, and then yay! Welcome to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. It is the 312th episode! Yay! 312 episodes. 312 episodes. That's every Friday for six years that I've been in one place. I don't even know people that have lived in the same place for six years, and I've been here every Friday. This is the 312th episode of Bramptas' Comedy Clubhouse. They're very exciting. Yay! Yay, I know, that's right. Yay. And then, yay. Uh, my comedy is very influenced by the Crank Yankers. When I say yay, it actually is the retarded guy from 2002. He wanted to go to Hawaii. Yay, I want to go to Hawaii. Yay. I actually don't want to go to Hawaii. It's too expensive. It's cheaper to go to Mexico, you guys, because it's 20 pesos to the dollar. Do you know what that means? Everything is free in Mexico. That's not true. I mean, practically. It's fine. It's great. I don't understand why our president hates Mexicans. He's like, they don't work, and they're rapists. Ah, Everyone's employed in Mexico. It's amazing. Every single person has a job. They're either a security person or they're bagging groceries. They're at an OXO. There's an OXO, 7-Eleven, but damned. There's an OXO on every corner and everyone has a motherfucking job in Mexico. What is wrong with Mexico? Nothing. (laughs) I'm really excited when he's like, they were just like, I'm gonna build a wall and it's gonna be a thing. And they're like, well, um. You need to figure out what's going to happen with the trebuchets. And he's like, what is that even? Trebuchet? <laughs> and i like, what words are those? A trebuchet is a thing that's like a fa-fa-fa-fa because they're going to send drugs in huge packages with a trebuchet over the wall. And then the people that are just patrolling the wall for no business get killed by a 60 pound. It's, it's a blunt force trauma, which is what I'm saying in the opposite way. It's like you could, you want to be smoking the blunts. It's all legal here now. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Yay, it's the fifth. We can all grow and smoke pot all the time. Hooray. No, is that not true? I don't understand how anything works. I've been smoking pot every day since 1992. So, like, what's happening differently? I've never lived outside California. That's weird. I don't know. Like, what's the rest of the world like? <laughs> There's politics and shit, right? I just want to visit Mexico and live in California. What's wrong with me? Supposedly in the East, not East Bay. <laughs> Let's think about the East. They're having like thunderstorms with lightning and snowstorms and water like tsunamis. Basically, God hates the East Coast. And I say, yeah, fuck those guys, <laughs> right? I mean, West Coast versus East Coast, right? What, what, West? How do we do West Side? Like, can we, together as a group, try to figure out how to make our... I can do the the thing with the Vulcans. Like, I can do the Spock thing, but I can't do West Side. Like, There it is. West Side. Nobody? Okay, cool. (laughs) Fuck, I don't know. Fuck the East Coast. Don't, I don't, I don't, I, I we're all Americans, right? I mean, and that's like Canada and Mexico, right? It's America. They were all in America. We're the, anyways, we're I'm so entitled to everything, it's so good. I'm a white lady with food stamps. I own everything, yeah! (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) just, I know it's a problem, they're like, "But, but you're white, why would you need government subsidies? And I say, because I'm a Marxist, and comedians work, it just isn't valued equitably as other people, like you could be an insurance salesman and just be on facebook all day or you can be a stand-up comedian uh one of them makes a lot of money and they kill themselves and become alcoholics the other are just alcoholics like what's the difference we stay alive yay no comedy Hooray. Uh, there's a song that we sing. Uh there's it's an open mic tonight and like a showcase. It's super fun. It's my insane. It's the 312th episode. Yay! You know. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm like, oh, what did we what did I get? I opened up a, a fortune cookie and it said Consistency and integrity will breed great things. And I'm like, fuck you, fortune cookie. I've been here every fucking Friday for six years. This is 312 Fridays. You guys get to go out to dinner and have fun with friends. Maybe go on vacation or do a thing. Maybe go skiing. I don't know what you do. I've been here with David Zunzou uh, back running the ones and twos. He's also committed to this for no reason. He doesn't even say anything, and it feels good. Hey, I bet you're Chase. He is. There's that gay. You're from LA. He's from LA. He's here for the sixth the sixth thing. It's uh, we can you guys it's, it's we we can pay money at the door. You yeah, it's a joke, but it's fine. I'll do a real joke. I was just talking and being stupid, but I'll, you know, knock knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. Ah no, right? Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. Jesus. I know who is that guy? Like, right? Is he real? Is he an allegory? I don't know. Knock, knock, and the door should be open to you. Who I don't know who he is. What are we supposed to do? How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. <laughs> Ah, I know it's so funny when I say it because I'm like, oh, no, it's feminism when I say it. If a guy said, it, I'm like, what? <laughs> there's a, there's an alternate, there's an alternate punchline to that joke, and it goes like this: Knock, knock. Feminism. feminism. Cats, 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 cats. Okay, see, the first one always gets a better. I love my cat. Does anyone else love cats? You're all cat haters here tonight. Cat hater. Seriously, MZ? Like you are, are you a cat hater? or a, a Good, you're a cat lover. Oh, see, I'm a cat person. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take a cat, my cat, <laughs> and I want to shave him. And then I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And then I want to make him wear it. <laughs> it's because I'm a crazy cat lady. I love my cat. I do I love all cats uh, everybody we can all bow to our alien overlords the cats with one paw just like the Chinese they know what the fuck is up you better bow to your alien overlords listen to what they say masturbate with them anybody else masturbate with their cat good yeah I'm glad I'm not the I'm like I can't be the only one my cat actually masturbates kind of with me even when I'm not masturbating he still comes up to me and he does this like thing where you like And he like, and then I, I flip him over and I see his little kitty crayon come out. You know, it's so red and pink and so pretty. Kitty crayon. And a little, and he's fixed, but a little bead of wetness comes out to the tip of his kitty crayon and then lands on my bedspread. You guys know what cat cum smells like? nothing it doesn't smell like anything it smells like nothing don't be afraid of your cat's gum there's nothing in there he has no balls it's just like a weird fluid don't be afraid of weird fluids it's just to help you it's just a all right, so I masturbate with my cat, uh, but no, I sometimes I have to masturbate my cat helps me because you know I'm an alcoholic and I wake up in the morning I can't oh, and I just have to masturbate and I'm like try to get my boyfriend's hand and just like limply stick it on my lower back so I can feel loved, am I right? you know, but sometimes he can't do that, so I take the cat's paw and I put it on my lower back. Do you know how soft a cat's paw is soft. And then like right before I'm going to come, he takes out his little claws and goes, just so I know who's boss. You fucking bow to your alien overlords, the cats, you guys. They own everything. Yes. Try not to freak you guys out too much. I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend and my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them. Meaning my cat loves me. Or women really do taste like tuna. Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. It's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with the age. I am forty-three. Let's not pretend. It's like, oh uh, I'm not gonna I can't afford those pussy. What do they what do the porn stars use? They use like anal bleaching or whatever. That's a thing. I'm like, oh my anal darkness is so scary. My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's like <laughs> it's like meaty, it's dark, terrible. Uh, all right, let's get this show started. <laughs> yeah. But he's ready. We sing a song before we start, and it goes like this. If you know how it goes, sing along. M-U-T-I-N-Y comedy clubhouse comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, oi, oi. I need a vape, Ben, yo. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come visit my clubhouse? Hey! Yay! <laughs> All right. Tonight's a very exciting night because it's the 312th podcast. It's been six years, and we have a showcase with people who are booked, and we're also going to be punctuating in the middle with uh, open mic sets. So I'm very excited. But I'm super excited to bring up your first comedian. He has a show every Sunday here called Let's Watch Full. Length movie on YouTube with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Everybody, Yay!
2: Congratulations uh, to Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse sixth anniversary for making Pamtastic a word for six years. Were you? Are you the first Pamtastic? Are you going to be the first Google search? Do you think there was like Pam in Tennessee who is like, gosh, I got a blog. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to go check out fantastic.blogspot.com after my set. I don't know about you. Hi, how are you guys? Thanks for taking. Uh, I took their money and now I'm performing. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be definitely very funny. So don't worry about that. It's worth the money. Uh, I just saw the Emoji movie. I was watching the Emoji movie. And, uh, but I had an old DVD player, so all the characters were just boxes with X's in them. <laughs> Fortunately, I understood the context through the words from there. I was watching the Emoji Movie. I uh, My wife constantly rails on, uh, she's an editor, so every time I say something grammatically incorrect, she corrects me to the point where I think she's just fucking with me at this point. I was like, honey, uh, I'm happy to get out of the house whenever you're ready. And she said, excuse me, whenever? It's when ever. I think she was fucking with me. I don't think that's true. I don't understand. Like, I want to meet the guy who came up with Snakes and Ladders, the board game. Do you guys know Snakes and Ladders? I want to just hang. I, I want to... But I don't want to go inside his house. I'm scared. How'd you come up with this game? Well, I had a bunch of snakes and ladders in my house. And uh, I was walking over to Square 97. And I thought, wouldn't it be hysterical if I slipped on the tail of a snake and I went down 40, 50 floors and landed back on room (laughs) 43? You didn't miss much. I, uh, gosh, it's, uh, weed's legal and, uh, yeah, I voted no, I don't, actually to be honest with you, I don't remember, but I'm just, from now on, I'm going to say I voted no. I think I voted yes just because it was inevitable and, and, uh, uh, but it's, uh, it's crazy because, you know, people don't call it weed. They're always like now calling it by the name of the strand, the weed they bought at the dispensary. They're just like, Hey, you want to try this? It's called uh, train wrecks Cross Silver Street. Cross. No, oh, is it weed? All right. Uh, hey, you want you want to try this? It's uh, super pre '98 Super Kush OG. Cross again with the Silver. Hey, yeah, I'll smoke it. Uh, I was at. Oh, you want to try this? This is uh, Super Kush. Uh, oh, the uh, train left Emeryville Station and it's it wrecked, but uh, Super Kush saved everyone. He's unbreakable. I was at a party and I was smoking some weed and I said, hey, this is good weed. What, what's it called? Guy says, crack cocaine. I got hoodwinked. Suits and ladders were new. I wasn't planning to do it to paying customers, but I'm glad you guys experienced it. In my mind, it was going to go on for a couple more minutes. I made a New Year's resolution uh, not to bring my notes on stage because I would always bring my notebook on stage because... If I was on stage and I was performing, if I thought of a joke, I wanted to write it down. And I, uh, I, 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 fortunately, I'm on a dry streak. I keep a lot of journals, like moleskins. So I keep moleskin in business, you know. Uh, I have a diary. I have a dream journal. Uh, It's actually really cool because you just sit and you write about your life and and you can focus. And when I go to sleep at night, I, I remember everything in vivid detail what I did, which is great, except it makes my dream journal redundant like see diary plus i had sex during the dreams ps sex i have difficulty reading comic books it's uh, i don't read the thought bubbles it's none of my business <laughs> i uh, i go to the library not not to read to shower and if you go to the bathrooms they now have a poster and it says don't shower or wash your clothes here in the bathroom of the public library. There, here are free resources and locations you can go for these services. And I looked at the poster and I said, oh, f- f- public library? F- Jesus, I mean, how many fucking rooms do I have to have where I have to read? Can there be one room? Uh <coughs> I do have new material, but I didn't bring my notebook on the stage, so you have to pardon the ugh, The Challenge. Alright, so uh, that's been my time. Thank you, Pam. What a great show. fantastic It was a fantastic show. I had a fantastic set. Three
0: hundred and twelve. I can't wait till I have three hundred and sixty-five, then I'm like, it's a full year that I've wasted of my life, just like my parents always tell me I was doing. Yay. I usually wear my um, Letterman jacket from high school because it makes me feel like such a failure. (laughs) Like I had so much promise as a child, and now look what happened. Look, even the microphone stand is hating me. Uh, Your next comedian, I, you know, the reason I put her on the show is that. She's been in comedy as long as I have. Like We've been together this whole time, like this whole six years, almost the whole six years. And it's been exciting. And, and also, I, I haven't seen you. Usually, I used to yell, I don't know which van you live in now, so I don't know which ones to yell at. And like I used to yell at her and I'd, I'd be like, famous comedian Journey Roberts, as I would walk by vans and stuff. But now I don't know which van she lives in, so I can't do that anymore. Uh, but she still is a famous comedian, and she's super funny, and you guys are gonna love her so much right now. Clap wildly for Journey Roberts! Yay!
6: There's more. There's way more vans than school buses. I used to live in a school bus, which is totally recognizable. But now I live in, a, in just another van. I'm expanding my fleet. My dad used to live in a car, and you want your kids to do better than you did, so... Killing us. I'm not uh, paying to be on the show. This is for my mail because I get my mail here because I'm a disgusting homeless person So I use this as an address sometimes uh, And I shower I shower right down there at 16th and Brian at the at the thing if you guys want to know that's my whole neighborhood It's cool. There's a grocery store and a pet store You don't care about my life. How's it going? Is everyone? <laughs> I'm a homeless person. no one cares. It's it's a nice being like invisible. It's real nice. It's real like I have um I have this new van and my curtain situation is really not set up, and uh, every once in a while I get a little uh, nervous about it and then I remember, oh yeah, no one gives a shit. I'm not a person. <laughs> like it's, it's real cool because I'm not, a pr- like I, I fuck in that van and I pee in that van and it's all, it's just all good because no one gives a shit. They just, they walk past but every once in a while someone accidentally, accidentally pays attention. <laughs> And they, like, see, because, like, some of my curtains are, like, burlap. So they're, they're like, you know, it's dark in the van to begin with. It's got tinted windows. And with the burlap, you know, it's kind of curtains. But then if you pay attention, you go, oh, there's someone in there. And every once in a while, I'll catch someone's shocked, dumb, you know, town and country face. The bleach blonde uh, with the gentrification. Anyway, who cares? No more. No gentrification jokes. I promise. Uh, Fuck this city. I love you. Uh, I can't I really can't complain because I make um, like double I make like double cleaning money. I make cleaning money twice, too uh, Because there's no working people. It's just me It's just <laughs> it's like me and three other people uh, So fuck you San Francisco and thank you for the money. I adore you uh, Thank you for the money. That's me. I'm trying to be less mean <coughs> Like not nice But less mean <laughs> I don't like nice people. Uh, you're the problem. Nice people are the problem. Uh, I'm, I'm pro-bullying. Is anyone else here pro? In favor of bullying? I uh, figured out listening to the nice people at NPR that I'm in favor of bullying. There's this guy on there who's real broken up because when he was 15, some kids threw him in a lake, so he went back to his high school reunion to tell those people he makes more money than they do, which I'm pretty sure is why that little fucking bitch got his ass thrown in a lake. <laughs> Fuck that dumb piece, some people just need to be bullied. Like if no one had ever told you that you're boring and smell funny, you could still be walking around like that. Someone took that, someone took that bullet for you, that's all I'm saying. Hug a bully, guys. <laughs> Hug a bully, uh, but that's me, I mean. I mean, I had a boyfriend once and um, I used to hurt his feelings just agreeing with him. Because he would always want to sit me down and be like, no babies, I don't want any babies. And I was always like, yeah, we're, we're all good, Sparky absolutely no one is trying to trap you, dude. You can fucking, you just relax, my friend. No one no one wants to keep you around for 18 to 21. Farm boy, uh, I don't know. His sperm didn't taste special to me. I could, <laughs> like, I could be wrong. Maybe there's 56 president floating around in that little ball sack of that piece of shit. I just couldn't taste it. That's all I'm saying. My tongue has no uh, medical experience that I know of. It's been a lot of places, though, so who knows. Uh, sex jokes, guys. I got to get away from that. That's uh, somebody that's stepping on Amy Schumer's toes. She has that whole thing sealed right the fuck up. I don't need to. I don't need, she's got the dumb, Midwestern, pudgy, blonde sex thing going, right? She's got that all sewn up. We can do other things. Hey, Valerie, what's going on, lady? Uh, so... Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find more uh, more love in my heart for misogynists. Is anyone else? I think it's important. Like I get, I get, I, I'm understanding. Does anyone else have woman problems? I uh, I have problems with women. Is it just me? You're all liars, everyone. Everyone with a dick in here who's staying silent, you're all full of shit. You're all cowards. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, my my problems are with the hashtag, not a feminist, cunts. Do you know these bitches on Twitter with the hashtag not all men? And of course not all men, but you know, enough of you. (laughs) Just enough, that's all it takes. Uh, When I hear a woman say she's not a feminist, I think, well, maybe some bitches do just belong in kitchens. Like maybe maybe they were right about some of us. Feel free to occupy that space. Uh, Go ahead, if you want to, you know, buy a rolling pin and... Wear skirts down to your shoes, and feel free not to call yourself a feminist. Go ahead. Um, anyway, fuck those cunts, for feminism. <laughs> for feminism, fuck those bitches. But I am trying to find like more love for guys who hate women, because like I I get we're scary, right? Like we're real scary. I always tell girls men are like spiders. They're way more afraid of you than they are, you are of them. Like you have to you have to fucking remember this. They're real fragile little bitches. Uh, <laughs> If you do not believe how fragile men are, try telling one he's an okay dude, and just watch the fucking horror show that happens on that face. It's real sad. It's real fucking sad. They're delicate. They're delicate people. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to learn this. It's real funny to me. Like I think dudes are more chill in a lot of ways. Like right until you get to fascism. Like I don't know where like the stock market has to drop down to, to when hang loose dude turns into. Let's, we have to kill everyone, but there seems, there seems to be a link between the stock market and how dumb dudes are. Okay, no one's coming with me on this. Uh, there's only like five women in this room. I understand. I get the marketplace. I'm gonna figure this shit out. So, homeless, um, what else? I really have to make this shit work. Like, I don't have a choice at this point. Uh, you know, I moved into an empty bus, which is like pretty homeless. And then I installed a shower in an oven and you can't be homeless and own an oven. But then my transmission went out, which is pretty fucking homeless. Like, it's just this constant, like in this city, especially surrounded by money, you have to constantly figure out, you know, what your status is. Like, am I a person, per- maybe I'm a person today, because I put in steering fluid so I can actually get around the block. Tomorrow, (laughs) I don't know if my shit doesn't actually steer. Like, real homeless, again. uh, My gym membership didn't go through today. I guess I'm pretty tomorrow. But when again, shower, oven, can't be homeless. Now I'm in a van, though. But I have an oven. I have a stove. I don't have an oven. Can't bake lasagna. Maybe homeless. Maybe I'm homeless. I still don't know whether or not I graduated high school. I'm pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. I went to an alternative school in England, and they gave me a little thing that was signed by the headmistress. Did I graduate? Maybe? Kind of? Sure, why not? I mean, I left at 16. It's not an American education, but it's... Fuck it. I don't know. Not Maybe. Maybe a high school dropout by default. I may be a homeless person. Come on in! So... Trying to figure out where my shit is. Is everyone enjoying living in a shitty 80s movie? I think that's what happened. I think everyone just wanted to be the plucky underdog in a bad 80s movie, and we're doing it. We're doing it. You guys hold it up? Are we gonna make it? Eh. At this point, I'm like, take it down. Jack White is about to start directing films, <laughs> which I'm super stoked about. Yeah, that's all I wanted to know. He's doing that. And after that, maybe that was the whole program. Like, maybe. Not my studying the earth like hitchhikers. Maybe just as Jack White makes one film, and we're, burn the place down, what do I care? So, so, so glad not to have kids. I'm so thrilled every fucking day not to have to worry about something shorter than I am to fucking death. Everybody, yeah? <laughs> death, we all, that's where everything ends, right, is death cult, like you chop down all the trees. And uh, you, now you just have to figure out your poses, like how you want to be found. <laughs> in 3,000 years when they dig us all back up again. Yeah? You're smiling. I'm trying to depress you. It's not working. All right. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? How long are these... <laughs> Most, I haven't been on stage because uh, every uh, young female comedian gets to a point in the comedy scene where she's touched too many dicks and she has to vanish for a while. That's just too, too many, just an excess of dicks. And you gotta go away for a while and think about yourself. Uh, It happens. I understand. That's again why I'm trying to find like the, 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 you know, the love for the misogyny because I get the like sex just comes built in for me. Like it's just, you know, because life is so easy for women. Just so fucking easy. Like dudes don't understand. It's like driving like a a bank car around, you know, with like bullion in the back and just trying to run groceries and people are saying, is there money in the shut the fuck up? No one likes you. Shut up. (laughs) No one likes you. Like it's easy to find dick. It's just hard to find good dick. Like, there's dick everywhere. It's just, yeah, yeah, I know. I know you don't care, I wouldn't either. If I had like taken one group of people and shut them up for thousands of years, I wouldn't want to hear anything out of them ever again. That's a jar you don't open. That's a jar you put at the back of your pantry and you forget fucking exists, except when you want to fuck it. That's what you you have to do. You don't have a choice. Uh, So I'm sorry for talking for 10 whole minutes. I'm sorry, I apologize. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Gentlemen,
0: Journey Roberts opens Pandora's box and tells it to shut the fuck up. Yay! Yay! Yay, Journey. I'm so excited about your presence on the planet and that you've been here at Mutiny Radio for so many years. Yay! Uh, well, we're gonna, yay, we're gonna go kind of back and forth between uh, booked people and open mic people and your next person. She's here and I'm so excited that she is. Uh, super hilarious lady. It's you. I signed you up. Did you not know you were going up? Dude, I, I signed you up. I, I, you were here and I was like, she's so funny. She should tell jokes. It's only like four minutes. You'll be fine. You could do that in your sleep. Everybody, Valerie Finale, yay! <laughs>
7: I didn't plan on this, but um, to your point, I I don't like feminists. I don't I like feminazis. That's just my preference. I like prefer like the extreme. Like if you're gonna do it, do genocide. Like I feel like if you're gonna fucking talk about men, just fucking. I just like. I feel like the KKK is kind of cool. Like I, not like you know, because I know how they feel about me. But like I wish. Okay, so Tommy Lahren, do you know who that bitch is? Okay, Tommy Lahren, she's alt-right lady or whatever, and she said this whole thing about Black Lives Matter is the equivalent to the Ku Klux Klan. And in my opinion, they're not, but I wish they were. Because I feel like a lot safer, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't join that group, but knowing they're there, I feel like i take more bolder choices in life, you know what I mean? Like, I could just, like, slap you, and, like, it, it, you couldn't do anything. She'd be like, I don't know if Black Lives Matter is coming around the corner. You know what I mean? Just, like... I just want to get away with shit like that. What else is there to talk about? Fucking robots. I've been talking about robots to a lot of people. I think they're a bad thing in the short term, right? Because they're going to take all our fucking jobs. And then what are we going to do? And then I kind of like get in this utopian mindset of like maybe we'll all fucking get along. Because like you can't blame me anymore for shit. You know what I mean? Like if it's robots actually take like immigrants can no longer be blamed for shit. Because it's robots, it's fucking Sophia or Sophie or whatever the fuck that bitch's name is, who makes better jokes than most people, which is weird. You don't know about this. God damn it. Saudi Arabia made a robot a citizen Last year, and her name is Sophia or some shit. And then she went on fucking like Good Morning America with Piers Morgan, and he was like talking shit about her, and she was like making facial movements and shit, like she knew. And the bitch was like, Yo, don't talk about her when she's in the room. And he's like, She's a fucking freak robot. And then the bitch was like, Kill all humans. And <laughs> And they were like, How'd she do that? And it was just, Ah, you know, we just programmed funnies. <laughs> yeah, fucking robots. And then there's that argument that we should give pedophiles baby robots. Not baby robots, but, like, baby toys. This all sounds wrong. Like, the idea is that we should give pedophiles, like, an alternative to human children to fuck around, fiddle around with. It's, oh, my God, but, like, is it bad? (laughs) It's not a real kid. It's just a fake one. I'm just saying it's like vegans, right? Like they don't eat real meat, but they eat like fake meat like shit so then they can like survive and like just like not kill themselves because all this is kale and shit. Like this is like the impossible burger for pedophiles. Whatever. Anyway. I don't know. Chappelle. Do you guys watch the Chappelle specials? So like in the second one, he talks about like those those chicks that were uh, they had they got fiddled by well they didn't get fiddled by I'm saying fiddling now instead of molesting um, fiddled by a, jerked off in front of by Louis C.K. and he said those bitches had a brittle spirit and I'm just like sitting there going but like the dude who turned down a 50 million dollar check doesn't have a brittle fucking spirit it's like oh like you know and it's like it's not like he's dealing with like old school racism like you know what i mean like he's not dealing with lynchings or like what billy Holiday had to deal with he's dealing with like you're black so dress up and it's like no and it's like you're the fucking dude had to go to africa because they asked you to put on a dress you seem pretty brittle i don't know like i just wanted to talk about Chappelle on record that's all i wanted to do maybe he'll let me let me you know get fiddled by him i don't want that anyway bye
0: Then yay. I don't know if I'd want to get fiddled by Dave Chappelle. I mean, I mean any. I mean we're kind of taught that like any famous person that wants a jelly is pretty cool, like right, Monica, like right. I don't know Lewinsky. That was a throwback. So people, I, I, who, I, oh, I know people like, oh, I'm 43 too. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I totally would have let Bill Clinton fuck me with a with a Cuban cigar, especially if it was Cuban, because we were still like deep in like. Contra shit with that. What is it called when we can't eat their stuff or we can't... Embargo. Yeah, so like a Cuban cigar. What? I don't know. I think it's sexy. Especially if you smoked it after with all that pussy juice on it. I don't know. I didn't think... I can't believe... Has anybody made, like, bootleg porn? Not like... I mean, it wouldn't be them. But people must have done act-outs this point. I don't watch porn, so I don't know. But is there, like, a Clinton Monica, like fetishy thing with the kid there thank you john thank you for knowing that that exists because i'd had to be i just don't cool i'd love i love the past history learning is awesome your next comedian he is also almost 40 uh and that is it's i'm stealing one of his jokes on that you guys are gonna love him put your hands together for roman leo
5: Thank
3: you so much, Pam. So happy to be here. Muni Radio survived all the the ups and downs, Um, the earthquakes, you know, crowds of uh, people over the years. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Good evening, this group. It's a fun, self-segregated room of comedians and then comedians I don't recognize. Um... (laughs) Yeah, she said I'm I'm, I'm almost forty, and it's true. I'm forty two. Uh, I wrote that joke twenty seven years ago. Just <laughs> talking to a uh, crackhead over uh, by the liquor store. Maybe it was. No, no, it was Zach. Anyway, um, I'm kidding. They don't know who he is. Anyway, this guy challenged me to a game of strip poker because I was wearing two jackets, and uh, you can't play strip poker with a homeless guy, right? You can't defeat someone wearing seven layers. You can't. Um, I, have a, I have a vasectomy. Um, I still can't believe women believe you when you say that, you know? It just... I think it's because there's not, a, the only reason that they, that they believe you is because there isn't a single guy on the planet that would secretly want to get a woman pregnant. You know what I mean? You could, just, you could just believe it. You could just take it at their word. But uh, I was getting, uh, it's just, oh my God, there's more comedians. Um, <laughs> tall ones, small ones. I never read Dr. Seuss. Um, now I'm just distracted. There's a bunch of people out there being very rude, paying for this show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Dicks, supporting the station. But anyway, so I'm getting this vasectomy, right? Just lying on the table, rock hard cock. No, just kidding. Uh, no, the, the doctor was like massage the betadine, the antibiotic stuff. Everybody know what that is? Into my dick just long enough for me to get aroused. So I was like, if I'm gay, why am I getting this vasectomy? You know? It's just a weird moment. I think I'm the wrong kind of gay. Like he was holding a knife and that was what did it. (laughs) Just gay for fist fights and knife play? Oh my God, it's so hard to find a place, you guys. (laughs) Um, no, I, uh, people look at me and point at me and then say the word Trump and it's just, you can't look like this. You know what I mean? I'm sorry that I don't like to shave. It's weird. I thought that they really do fear the beard or something. Um, but, uh, I get, get how everybody feels about Trump and Trump supporters. So you're like, uh, oh, those Trump supporters. And I'm like, yeah, but he's got cute abs, you know? <laughs> anyway, right. Isn't that how everybody it's, we're conflicted because it's family. <laughs> and uh right yeah i didn't i didn't vote and that makes people really angry but i was like i was like sure hillary was gonna win <laughs> in california and she did but if you have a conversation like that with your father and and you're like statistically one person unless you live in a county of 50 people or more etc voting hillary nobody i haven't talked to my father since the election um, <laughs> people really don't like it if you don't vote, even if you know Hillary's going to win. <laughs> am, I, am I like doing like a satirical thing about the level of? Uh, I can never tell. I can never understand if I'm doing satire. You know what I mean? Like I, I like I say some stuff, and I don't plan on being satirical because I don't know what satire is. But you know, I look like I might be being satirical uh yeah that's all i have to say i you know and it took i waited i sat on those trump thoughts for like how long now you didn't hear me saying anything about trump we're not allowed as comedians because everybody's you know anyway (coughs) this i sold uh urine to a woman i met on tinder i uh had a great date with her she said she's polyamorous and what polyamorous means is that she, she wanted to talk about her boyfriend for two hours and her <laughs> her boyfriend smokes so much weed that she couldn't get a job and she's like I need help with a drug test and I'm the only person in here that hasn't smoked marijuana for six months in this room and um, <laughs> right it's not cool anymore it's legal uh, anyway I was like this date is really boring but of course I'm going to sell you urine I'm a comedian I need the money <laughs> I, you know, and I value myself and my talent. I was like $100 for clean urine. And she came back with 10 and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I need Bart Fair. Uh, she was embarrassed to exchange urine in a laundromat up the street. And uh, she was not too embarrassed so to pay me in quarters. It was... <laughs> I felt like a hero. I really did. I was walking out of my uh, uh, place holding a solo club with a Ziploc bag in it that looked like homemade uh, hospital cafeteria orange juice. And my roommates were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I am going to get a woman a job. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is not worth the $10 of my time. You know what I mean? Anyway, she was confused. She was like, "Why why is it cloudy? Why are there flakes? And I'm like, this is the first morning's pure, uncut, unadulterated, hasn't been stepped on, Gold Schlager. This is, you could use this on your acne. Anybody else? YouTube? Life Hacks? Have you seen that one? First mornings. But uh, the long story short is she, I mean, we got, or she, sh- she's a social worker now. <laughs> uh, that's fun. I, I'm really bad at stuff, like remembering or whatever, but once uh, like one time I tried bulimia and it didn't work it's like really you can't get pizza up it does i just gave up (laughs) you know anybody else (laughs) you can't get if you order a a pizza you're not gonna not finish that whole pizza midnight rolls around are you kidding me next day pizza doesn't happen um there's a dead animal skin in this place um My dad is really boring. Hi, dad. I hope you're listening. You need to learn what it means when people aren't interested in what you're saying. Dad. <laughs> right? And it's funny because I I get super self-conscious if I bore people for even a second. You know? That's one of the reasons I do this. It's to get over my fear of boring people. <laughs> and so you put me and my dad together and he, he just – he won't shut up. And then, like, I just got my – I'm, like, backing away for, like, you know, like, he's still talking. And I'm, like, I'm down the street now, Dad. You know what I mean? But, uh, no, I love my dad. And I love my mom. You can't make fun of your mom uh, as a rule or dogs or cripples. But definitely not your mom. You know what I mean? Like, who can you make fun of? some dogs are dicks. But, you know, my, the reason I can't make fun of my mom is because uh, she has – uh, just too many negative stories, like the nuns were mean to me in second grade because I had polio, like stuff like that. You can't make fun of a woman with the polio card. Like you can't, <laughs> you know, and then MS and two hip replacements and a knee replacement and asthma on top of that. Can't make fun of her. It's very difficult. Mostly people just get a little bit tense and smile when I talk about it. You ever get broken up with over the phone? Divorce is tough. I'm like yelling at her And the cops are coming You promised You know We're in front of a tire store There's like a chicken Crossing the road To get away (laughs) That's why Um, I don't know I'm I'm being greedy But uh, I did get some laughs And that's why I was here So you guys You know And the most thing People will make fun of you I'm about to say something and people will, if you say this on stage, people will make fun of you. Not just for if you bring a peanut butter sandwich in a bag that you got from a loaf of peanut butter sandwiches that you froze because you're poor. Like, they'll make fun of you for that. But if you say thank you guys very much for your attention, comedians will make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that Fuck that guy. Don't give him attention. Just kidding. Yay, Roman Leo. Yay. And if you're going to have a bunch of peanut butter sandwiches together and they're frozen, you should butter the sides of them because then you, (laughs) but no, because you put them in a pan and you crisp up the bread and then the peanut butter gets melty. Just saying. Uh, yeah, no, so you just you have to crisp the bread, and it makes it so much better. Your next comedian, he knows all about how to make bread delicious, because he is a comedian, and he lives in a strange place with other comedians. Don't you eat a lot of crispy bread? Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Yeah!
1: Don't you eat a lot of crispy bread, John Gallagher, baby. That's going on the old reels. Like, I thought... She was implying something about my general appearance or physical well-being with the food talk, like I'm a fat boy. Hey, here I am. It's okay, guys. Uh, I love crispy bread. I don't, what the, is, Are you just talking about toast? Is that, we talking about to, that's just toast, right? Crispy bread? You put bread in the toaster and call it toast. We've had a word for it for years. Oh, man. Guys, I'm feeling good. 2018, who's having a good 2018 so far? Awesome. Yeah, guys, it rains out, huh? That's fucking nice. I'm all wet, you know? The homeless people will be nice and shiny tomorrow, you know. Fucking Isn't that cool? You walk around, you can see a bright and brand new chrome homeless person on the corner, excited. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird joke. Um, I was good. I had a, a exciting bar ride uh, a few days ago. I'm I'm uh, I haven't have been performing a little bit, but I've been mostly like working on riding a little more. That's my New Year's resolution. I'm riding a lot more. And I'm in a bar train with a guy shooting heroin and another like guy screaming at women and like waving his lice blanket around. And I am by far the most embarrassed person in this BART train because I am writing in a notebook. <laughs> like, uh, is there anything more embarrassing than writing publicly, guys? Like, it's like, this is my art. It's important. I have to art in front of you right now, you know? Like, it's just the sheer arrogance to do something so antiquated. Like, I felt like I might as well have just taken out like a rock and just started sculpting. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the same thing. I'm just still doing a shittier version of a thing that already exists. If I wanted to write something legibly, I could just type or something, but instead of writing cursive, like, I'm not even doing a good job of writing. You know what I mean? It's like, if I wanted to do something nice, I just do calligraphy, but no, I'm doing terrible cursive that nobody else can read and like thinking it's important, right? Isn't that fucking seems good? This <laughs> is a thing that translates well Writing publicly. I just feel like those guys that go into a Starbucks and write screenplays. You know what? I mean, it's like I'm doing something today and then i want to sit there and just be approached to, uh, about their ideas. I Don't know man. I uh I'm exhausted. I was. Uh, I was thinking about this though. Have uh, you guys? I was going to the movies, and I watched a new movie that's in theaters. And uh, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to give away the title of this thing. But there's a movie about a lady that rescues a monster, and then fucks a monster. <laughs> And this is just a, a thing. This is a, a movie in America that everybody goes and see, and like you're saying it's like, what is this a horrifying thing? Is this monster? Because we have all these sexual assault allegations, you know, it's all- No, she rescues a monster from a tank and then fucks it. And it's whimsical and fun. <laughs> like, and you're like, what? Is this romantic now? Like she's like, yeah, this lady rescued this thing from a tank and blows it. And you're like, oh, cool. Uh, great. Like it's like a weird thing in a movie, but it makes you like at least for me really want to go back in time and think about other things I've watched. Like one, I'll never look at animal rights activists the same ever again. You know what I mean? It's like why do you want to free these animals so bad? What do you know about these animals? What are you trying to do? Or like that movie, Gorillas in the Mist. You know what I mean? As Jane Goodall, she goes and, like, spends all her time with gorillas in the wilds. Like, that wasn't just, you didn't want to just do good deeds out there. (laughs) That's not what you were, you were trying to get on some gorilla stuff, is what you were trying to get fucked by gorillas. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Getting fucked by gorillas, guys. This woman. (laughs) A woman getting fucked by gorillas. I'll take that one weird, cruel laugh. <laughs> That's good. It's been tense for a while, right? You guys feel that? It feels tense, right? Not just since I've been on stage, just in general, you know, life. You know, it's tension. Um, <sighs> I'm feeling good. Guys, I do live in a weird place. My uh, uh, roommate is a meth addict. Hey, give him a round of applause for meth addicts, huh? Yeah, let's do that. There we go. He's a a weird guy. When I first moved in, he said, uh, you know, I'm not a real coke guy. I'm more of a meth guy. And that's kind of, you know, when your landlord says that, you kind of know what you're in for, you know? I live in the Mission. It's good. I pay $500 a month to live in the Mission District. And that's pretty good. You should be angry at me. Yeah, it's pretty good to live around the corner. It's nice. Uh, And the thing is, though, when you, you pay $500 a month to live in a room in the Mission, it's like one of the most expensive places in the world, in San Francisco. All you're doing is you've signed a lease to pay $500 a month to live inside in a place without laws. That's all that means. There's no laws inside my house. Like, if I woke up today with my landlord just smoking meth... Uh At me and just jerking off, I'd just be like, "Ah, and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, five hundred dollars a month I'd just go to sleep because I'd be like, yeah, at least seven hundred dollars a month for the non jerking off room that's the rule but uh i'm a I'm a big fan of drugs myself though I don't wanna I like them They're, I like to put them in my face and my nose, cocaine it's good uh I don't like <laughs> that's why I'm so tired <laughs> my heart my little my little fat man heart can't take it. I, uh, uh, I was uh, doing, a, a, well, I was at a party, right? I was, wasn't doing cocaine at this time, but another guy, you have to you, you have to punish people for their cocaine etiquette. Ed- this person's whining about doing too much blow the night before. He's like, I got a cocaine hangover. It's like, is there a least sympathetic problem in the world? <laughs> like somebody's just like, I use money to put more money in my face. <laughs> The amount of drugs I'm doing with a black guy in jail for 30 years. That's all you're doing, right? And the thing is this, like, every piece of cocaine you do, every line of cocaine you do, is just like you're snorting a young South American child's dream. That's all you're doing. You just snort little Jorge's dream of getting over the border. So you and your roommate, Greg, can be very nervous for 45 minutes. That's what I do. I can be be, sweating. Cops coming, Greg? No, it's okay. We're bald guys. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> I'm a bald man. It's good. Uh, well, I still got a little bit, but I, I, I don't want to... Uh, I'm balding a lot, and uh, I'm not going to do anything about it. This is how it's going to be. I'm just going to stick with it. Because I should shave. I should shave my head, but I'm not going to. Like The reason I don't want to shave is because I watch Breaking Bad a lot, right? And Breaking Bad is a show that says once you shave your head, you're a you're an evil man now. You're you're a bad boy. And I'm a good boy, right? So I want to keep this old head of hair. Because as long as I got a little tuft up here, little quail roots, huh? little, little golden tendrils... You know? Then, I can like, there's still a redemptive story arc for me. That's all that means, Or right? I can still have a comeback, you know? And the other reason is, is I don't want to be a clean-shaven bald man. Like I said, my roommate is a bald guy, fully shaven, right? And if you see two bald guys just hanging out with each other, that is 100% terrifying. That is – there's weird stuff happening. You don't like it. You don't appreciate it, right? And the, whenever you see two bald guys just hanging out, I feel the question is always like, what are you guys up to? Like – you guys better not be putting people on Breitbart.com. If you look like you're plotting to overthrow the Jewish media right now, that's all you guys are. All you guys are up to. That's good. Anybody in relationships in here? I got a couple. That's good. Relationships are good. I got a girlfriend, uh, and that's surprising. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I got a girlfriend, and it's, uh, it's going well. It's going a little too well. It's, it's intimacy is getting a little too crazy sometimes, right? Like, we got into a fight the other day, and it was a, it was a well-meaning fight. And so I'm, in, I'm sleeping, and she wakes me up, and she just gets very angry at me. And she's like, John, I'm fucking pissed. I'm like, why? What, what has happened? She's like, there was an earthquake last night, and I tried to wake you up, and you didn't wake up to come and help me. And I was like, well, but, you know, this wasn't like last night. There was no earthquake, right? But there was an earthquake, right? And she goes, no, you farted so loud in the bed that you woke me up and I thought there was an earthquake. And then when I tried to wake you up, you stayed asleep. And so, of course, I am angry now because I'm like, why did you wait until today to tell me that I am the greatest sleep prankster of all time. That is amazing. Why do I have the best timing of sleep? I should have done this set of sleep. I was close. Uh, I'm good. I'm good at that. Uh, I'm, uh, I don't know. There's a new Donald Trump book coming out. It's exciting. I'm going to go read that shit, man. I'm Michael Wolff. Uh, it's exciting to live in a time with a retarded president <laughs> It's cool. We've got a retarded president, people that don't believe in science, and then people that don't believe in medicine either. Like, isn't 2018 pretty rad? You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cool. Like, my favorite people are the anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers are people who don't believe in vaccinations, right? And people now, that belief is so strong that people now don't want to vaccinate their animals for the same reasons they don't want to vaccinate their children, right? So that means there's an entire swath of America now is afraid to vaccinate their pets because they are afraid their dogs will become autistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't been there, you know? It's like, you take your dog to the vet and you stare him in the face, and you're just like, oh my God, look at him. <laughs> he's, he's licking my palms, he's sniffing assholes. He's obsessed with this red ball. This dog is autistic. All right, thanks. it has been a thing, guys. Bye.
0: John Gallagher telling us the truth about vaccines. Absolutely. Don't vaccinate your autistic dogs. Uh, I'm so excited for your next comedian because he's all the way from Los Angeles. Yes. It was like, mm, uh, but the, you know, here's something I learned as I was in Los Angeles the other weekend. It doesn't suck. You guys have, I for years have been a dick. No, seriously, I've been like, LA, they have no public transportation and the Dodgers. But now the Dodgers are like really good or whatever. And you have public transportation. It exists. There's trains like the BART. You can take them from places. It's crazy. We were on a train at 1030 at night. It was called the Red Line from downtown to Hollywood and Vine. It was filled with people. I was just freaking out because I was like, I thought everyone in LA was vapid as a pit of starfish and just like driving Ubers and lifts and being in cars, but no, they're taking public transport. Anyways, your people aren't so bad, and I'm excited about it. I'm sorry, I'm such a dick. But no, I actually like really realized that LA isn't a pile of dog shit. It was so nice. I don't mean that as like a backward cut. Co- I really actually appreciate like the place you come from now. Uh, put your hands there, everybody, for Chase, yay! So,
8: Let's keep it going for Pam. This is her six-year anniversary show. I'm a Los Angeles comic. Uh, I've never been here. We have a mutual friend named Chris Sanders. He said, Pam's really great. You should send her some tape. And she agreed to put me on her show. I didn't even know it was her six-year anniversary show, guys. God, that is fucking hospitality. Uh, So we're here in this cool little space. I'll just get into it. Um, I've got a weird job. Uh, I am actually a fitness instructor. That's the correct response. I'm not the most fit person in this room. I'm looking at you, Iron Maiden shirt. Uh, How, you may ask, am I a fitness instructor? Allow me to explain. I work exclusively with the elderly. Retirement communities only, baby. That's what I'm rocking. Let me give you a little window into what my job's like. I finished a class the other day, and there's this woman hanging out in the periphery. Uh, That happens a lot. I'm okay with that. But normally, they don't interact with me. In this instance... I walk through the class, Uh, she's there on the periphery, not participating, but she comes up to me, puts a hand on my shoulder, and says these exact words to me, my husband and son are dead, and I don't have a reason to live. To which I replied, well, I do teach this class weekly. That's a joke, of course. Uh, she really said that to me, I did not actually say that to her. As a human being, uh, your response is to try to provide empathy, try to calm that person down. I found that what I said to try to calm her down was there, 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 there. Then I told her about the class! I wanted to end strong! I felt like that was the stronger thing to end on, guys! That's not even the craziest thing that uh, happened in that class. Uh, More recently, I had a gentleman get up in the middle of the class to leave. That also happens a lot. I'm also fine with that. But once again, they just need to not talk with me. In this instance, gentleman gets up at the halfway mark. He's walking out of the class. I happen to be positioned right by the door. As he's passing by me, he says, can I ask you a question? I made the mistake of saying yes. He did not ask me a question, guys. He proceeded to break down in tears. Full-on weeping, purple and red splotches in the face. This is at the 30-minute mark of a 60-minute fitness class. Some of you guys are probably wondering, how did old Chase deal with this? How did he solve this situation? Guess what? It's extremely depressing. My goal here is to be funny, so that will remain a mystery. (laughs) You guys just get to wonder. Um... I think about really weird things. This is probably why I'm a comic. Uh, I just like I think about how people will look back on this time, like the way we look back on the Roman Empire, like 2,000 years from now. And I think that the internet will be like the Colosseum was for Rome, because the internet tells us a lot about Romans. It lets us know they're perfectly fine with slavery. They're really into this graphic violence right before their eyes. The internet will provide the future a lot about us. They'll know what we ate every step of how we cooked it from our goddamn blogs. But they'll get a few things wrong, guys. They're going to think we fucked our step-siblings way more than we really do. (laughs) They're going to be like, these people were into it. Hundreds of websites dedicated to this and this only. And a strong presence on general sex websites as well. Wait a minute. What did they watch when they got home? They put on Game of Thrones because it was fiction. They took out the word step. (laughs) Made it regular sibling. 2,000 years, they won't have all the facts. They'll be piecing things together. So they might, like, draw connections between things that aren't really there. I feel like in 2,000 years, people are going to look back on this and say, Donald Trump, that was the first president elected only by votes of people who comment on porn videos. I said first because there will be more. If Donald Trump's election proves anything, it's that that's a constituent that you can get out to vote. Just dangle a little crazy in front of their eyes. And there's like 30% of the population that's like, yes, I'm following that. Following the shiny light. Yes. Uh, Speaking of Donald Trump's America, um, let's talk about pornography really quick. Because world sucks. We could die in a nuclear explosion tomorrow. But guess what? Pornography's best ever, guys. Whatever you're into, you can find a video. Uh, I saw such a great video the other day. Kelly and Jenny, best friends, share a hard cock. Guys, what is not to love about this? Let me point out, this video emphasizes friendship and sharing. I have gotten that in my porn and I'm not going back. I did this joke and someone's like, you know, those women were actresses. They're not really best friends. I don't care. I respect the art. I went to film school. These ladies sold it. I'm just saying, I'm not going back to the old days of just, oh, you just turn on a video and they're fucking. I had an experience. I wondered how many coffee dates before they decided to share a hard cock. (laughs) That's an interesting question. I can ponder that for a while, not going back. Pornography actually says a lot about who we are, where we come from. I realized that when I saw that Pornhub had released a map of favorite search terms by state. And uh, for instance, you got uh, Hawaii's favorite search term is Asian, kind of makes sense, close to Asia. California, we're real progressive, we got three-way. Uh, Interesting thing, though, is Alabama. Alabama throws you for a curveball. Alabama's favorite search term on Pornhub is lesbian. And this is coming from the state whose state Supreme Court tried to fight the U.S. Supreme Court on gay marriage, then tried to run that exact judge as a candidate for Senate. And he got a lot of votes. He almost won. So based off of that statistic of how many Alabamans support more, and his fucked up agenda, you'd think that if you had two women holding hands, wearing like, let's say, flannel, Doc Martens probably, and they're going down a supermarket in the middle of Birmingham, Alabama, based off of that Supreme Court and that judge who ran for office, there's a lot of people in that supermarket that are going to say, get out of here, go home, take your clothes off, start filming each other, and put it up on the internet so I can masturbate to that later, but no holding hands in the supermarket that's unacceptable they're children here we keep the lesbian stuffer at home with doors locked that's Donald Trump's America for you um I actually had a realization uh about Trump voter I had I I realized that um Donald Trump succeeded because he saw an opportunity and uh, he jumped on it And that opportunity was, um, get the votes of the people who go to Limp Bizkit concerts. He saw that there was a lot of angry white resentment in exactly that type of person. And guess what? He already liked a red hat. So he just tapped into that, figured he could jump on board Mr. Durst, already rocked the red hat. Um... I started uh, uh, getting treatment for depression about 10 years ago. Uh, I started doing stand-up comedy three years ago. Uh, I'm not sure I'm depressed anymore. (laughs) I'm not sure I am. I'm depression adjacent, you know? Like, I know the neighborhood really well. I can tell you where to park. I'm not there yet. Just give gentrification a couple years. I'll be there. I'll be there soon. Uh, But I was like, you know, I get really sad sometimes. And uh, I was walking over here to go to this wonderful show, see some great comics. And uh, there was a guy on the street with a microphone like this, but there's a big sign, something about Jesus. And I was like, I'm from Los Angeles. I know this. I thought I was in, like, hippie, atheist San Francisco. Like, I didn't expect to see the street, you know, preacher here in San Francisco. But the street preachers in San Francisco have a little bit of a different rhetoric uh, than the street preachers in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm assuming it's a different rhetoric. It's a different language. Uh, it's all in Spanish down there. Um... But this street preacher was a white guy. He looked a little bit little bit like me, and um, he's calling out. He was saying, you know, uh, life has you confused about what you really want. I've had people come to me and say, I want to be a famous athlete. Uh, and then they found Jesus. They realized they didn't need that. I want to be a famous actor, and I found Jesus. I want to be a famous director, and then I found Jesus. And he said, I met people who were like, I want to be a famous stand-up comedian, And I was like, oh, fuck this guy. (laughs) Fuck this guy. I was about to quit. I was like, man, I'm depressed. I'm sad. I don't know why I'm doing this. I just do a couple shows. My career is not going anywhere. This guy tells me that Jesus is the answer. Fuck this. This is the answer, guys. I would rather be doing this. He's got the same job as me. He just gets a worse fucking crowd and a worse fucking location. You know, he's on a goddamn sidewalk. I'm not letting that guy tell me not to be a fucking stand-up comic. Am I right? um i'll end on this uh have you guys yeah you, know, you guys seem like a really smart crowd you guys probably watch uh, really cool shows. do you guys watch that show uh, the handmaid's tale anyone anyone no Okay, maybe. fuck maybe i shouldn't do this joke <laughs> okay we got someone yes handmaid's tale is a really really great show uh i was watching it with my girlfriend uh it's kind of awkward watching it with your girlfriend uh you guys haven't seen the show maybe you've heard of it uh, there is this thing that happens in every single episode. Uh, it's called The Ceremony. Uh, it's where I try to get my girlfriend to have sex after watching The Handmaid's Tale. You guys have been great. Have a good night. My name's is Chase Dossler. Bye.
0: From Los Angeles. Yay! Yay! So glad that you talked about Jesus and God and stuff. That's so important. Uh, I learned everything I know about feminism from reading the Bible. Uh, it's so great. There's two books in it, Esther and Ruth, uh, about women. And really, all I needed to know, it just taught me how to be a real feminist because reading the book of Esther is like you know, she saved the entire Jewish people, right? But how'd she do it? Like she was really good at puzzles. No, she's clever. No. She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. So it's like what I learned from the Bible. Hot rack, don't look Jewy. Feminism. Yay. I get it. Thanks for writing that book, dudes. Uh, the other one is The Book of Ruth, and it's like, oh, she has this relationship with her mother-in-law, and then her husband dies, and then she goes back to Israel, whatever, and like, oh, what does she do? She marries the old, rich, fat dude and listens to her mother-in-law. Yay. Yay. Hot rack, don't look chewy, listen to your ex-mother-in-law, marry the old rich fat dude. I'm just saying the Bible teaches women everything they need to know. So exciting. I love it. Uh, your next comedian, I don't see Greg Gettle anywhere, do I? Is Greg Gettle outside? There, well, your next comedian, what a great guy. Uh he used to run Tuesday nights at OMG, but I guess last week was his last week, because he's this week is his last week at OMG, but he's—you can find him everywhere. He's a hilarious guy. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Greg on
9: Hello. Uh, sorry I wasn't inside. I have anxiety, and there's too many people in here, and I didn't know where to go. Uh, so I was outside, uh, smoking a cigarette. Happy to be here. Uh, I love—I love, oh, love Mutant. Happy six-year anniversary. I'm. This is awesome. Uh... This is a very cool thing uh, for people. I don't know. I moved here three years ago from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Chicago? Oh, happy. I'm so happy you're here for this, for this set, just for the woo. Um, thanks for being here. Um, but yeah, so this is like the first mic I did when I moved here and I met Zach Wiseman, you'll see him later and uh, I don't know man, it's, it's 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 been 3 years. I've I've changed a lot over the years. Uh like mm-hmm. I just I like I just got out of my first uh polyamorous relationship that happened. Uh you, are you familiar with polyamory? <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not recruiting right now. Okay uh <laughs> You even if I was, you don't you don't have nothing to worry about. Uh I got a bigger man, you know? Like someone's going to Cuddle me and keep me safe. Uh, and fix the sink. I don't know how to fix the sink. Uh, you could fix the sink. You're, I'd recruit you, dude. Uh, so, it, oh yeah, you're you're hired. I don't know if you're looking. Um, but no, it's it's weird uh, being in polyamory. You know, it, c- especially uh, when you didn't know you're in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a very San Francisco way of finding out you got cheated on. Uh, but uh, so what happened was uh, I was I was seeing this girl. Okay, so she I have to give you a little backstory to make this joke funny. Um, she dated a guy for like three years. They broke up, and then we got together like right after that. And like I was the rebound guy, so like I didn't know I knew I didn't stand a chance, you know. And uh, which was fine, but I fell hard for her, and we were in the lust phase of the relationship. And the lust phase is when she talks about her cats. And you say continue, uh, so, cat fans over here, uh, my cat peeps. Uh, but yeah, so we were she was talking about our cats, and we we're having a good time. And we we're at a bar, and this lady came up to me. She recognized me from comedy. She's like, "I," and I was, which is cool, you know. Uh, that happens rarely. Uh, and my girl, the girl, she's like, "That's so cool that you got recognized." And then a week later, my sweetheart called me and said that she she blacked out the night before, she was drinking heavily, and she cheated on me. And I was heartbroken, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, I saw this coming, You know, I'm the rebound guy, was it with your, you got back with your ex-boyfriend? You know, that's logical, right? She said, uh, no, um, do you remember that girl you were talking to at the bar? <laughs> yeah, I, I went home with her, and I was like, you fucked my fan club, like, <laughs> <laughs> But that's awesome. I can't even write that. And she said, "Well, Greg, can we get past this?" And I was like, "We can't get past this. You fucked my fan club. Like that's we're back to zero. Like <laughs> I should be fucking them if anything." Uh, well, she's like, "Oh, Greg, how about this? How how about this? How about you? How about you cheat on me one time? Just cheat on me one time, and we'll call it even." And like, here's the thing, guys. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but have you ever have you ever thought about fucking your girlfriend's Ex-boyfriend to save face. (laughs) Right? You're like fucking Johnny from the back. Like, this is for you, sweetheart. Uh, I hope this brings us closer together. And the thing is, like, I totally would have fucked Johnny. I would have fucked Johnny. uh, But I feel like if I was fucking Johnny, I would just hear my dad's voice in the back of my head being like, that's what happens when you move to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, no, Dad, it's different. <laughs> it's for a girl. <laughs> no, that's weird. Um, I don't know my pa- I don't know. Uh, of, I don't know my parents. Uh, I just got added on Facebook. This is gonna be a weird joke. Uh, I <laughs> I just got added on Facebook by a guy that I went to elementary school with. I haven't talked to him since fifth grade. His name was Dustin Miller, and it's weird because like uh i used to live in wisconsin you know and we used to have rummage sales growing up you ever, you ever have these things and uh and dustin miller's mom denise came to our rummage sale one day and she like we haven't seen her in like three months because uh, she was poor and we didn't hang out with poor people uh so that was their issues um but my mom's like damn denise you look good because denise lost like 50 pounds so my mom last talked to her at like fucking meeting you know and uh Denise is like, yeah, I know, right? I keep losing all this weight, like I don't know what's I went to the doctor, they don't know what's going on. It's but yeah, I keep losing all this weight, it's crazy. My mom's like, Oh, fuck you, Denise. Whatever your take and give me two of them. Yeah. And the thing is, like, eight months after that, uh Denise died of AIDS. <laughs> I know. It was weird thinking about that, because my mom asked her not one, but two doses of AIDS. <laughs> For weight loss, uh, I'm classic mom. I don't know. What uh, do you, you know, holidays happened. Uh, do you guys go home? You guys see your family for holidays? You guys do that? You're good people. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go home. I didn't want to buy them. I'm not buying my parents gifts for Christmas anymore. Uh, yeah, because I like. I don't buy gifts for people. That used to hit me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 don't get me wrong. Like, if you, if you spank me currently, you get so many presents. Uh, so, like, I will reward that behavior. But if you, like, once you're c- done, you, you're cut. Like, like, whoever got, round of applause if you ever got spanked as a kid growing up. Round of applause. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how I said round of applause. And you raise your hand. Uh, <laughs> he got hit hard. Uh, <laughs> headshot, headshot, no. Um, no, I remember one time I was five years old, and my mom was spanking me, and I was laughing at her, uh, <laughs> which is the wrong move, because uh, they get mad-er. Uh, Yep, you know, and I had like this, I, I, I was like, I don't know, I had like a plastic bowling set growing up, and I had like plastic pins and a plastic ball. And I must have been playing with it, because while she was spanking me, she reached over, grabbed one of the pins, and started spanking me with the toy. <laughs> and uh, I, I know people are alarmed, but like, uh, I, I don't know if you ever had this realization, um, but when you, when you figure out that when your parents are using your own toys as weapons... Um, your Christmas is a little different next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I had so many sweaters by fifteen. Uh, I don't know why. I keep looking at you guys. And I just want to talk about cocaine. I don't know. Uh, do you guys uh, don't. I don't know. A uh, cat? People? You do cocaine? Nope. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, no, I don't do cocaine that much. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm cutting back. No. Uh, <laughs> No, I only do cocaine on like special occasions, you know what I mean? Like uh like payday. Uh it's like <laughs> a good one. No, I, I don't know. Uh I, I like I said, the girl I, I got cheated on, so like now I'm like I in the I'm in the dating pool, if you will, you know, and uh I, I just think about getting sober. It usually happens in the morning, uh <laughs> when your tongue is suctioned up to your t- top of your mouth. And uh <laughs> You ever have that, like, like, a pop? Uh, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I I just think about getting sober. But like, I'm I'm dating, and like, you guys, you you guys have gone on sober dates before, right? <laughs> like, I thought that was my audience for sure. Uh, it's the I don't know. You guys find it's the worst thing you can do. It's the worst. It's so boring. It's like, where'd you go to school? Where do you see yourself in five years? It feels like a job interview to be honest, right? And this guy, yeah, he's like, yeah, hell yeah. It feels like a job interview for a job that I don't want anymore. Like, these questions suck, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't give a shit where you went to school. I want to know why you still single. Like, why, what's your, why are you, cra- what's your crazy, you know what I mean? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, what I want, like, how many sober dates would you have to go on with somebody to find out how much they hate their parents? Five, five dates okay, that's uh, that's that's reasonable. Like, it could be like five dates, you know maybe five weeks maybe, like you know a couple years. but on cocaine you can find that out in an hour <laughs> You know like that and how racist they are. it's a, it's a great it's a great first date, you know what I mean I mean I, and like you always kind of combat me on this, but like, I think it's like a cheap date too. like cocaine is expensive. Don't get me wrong, it's very expensive, but the truth, is free, <laughs> you know. Like all I'm saying is, if you're like on the first day, like drink, take, have a shot, you know, like smoke a little weed, do cocaine, and if you're into heroin, just wait for date two. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool to be napped on before the appetizers. Uh, my my name is Greg Gettle, Thank you so much, everybody.
0: Greg Gettle. That's why they call it speed dating. <laughs> I guess what you're doing, you just do cocaine during it. Yay. Ah, uh, yay. Hey, uh, we're going to have another open mic go up right now. Everybody, I saw your, well, we can have Brenda go. I was going to have FCCR, but he's not paying attention, so we'll do you. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Brenda. Yay. <coughs>
10: cute, that music. Um, it's funny, everybody's talking about drugs. Like, I've actually never done anything illegal in my life, you guys, except for my Mexican boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He had to go away to visit his family on a trip, otherwise known as deportation. <laughs> he was cute. But before that, I asked him. I was like, hey. Uh, you know, do you want to like, get married? And he was like, mm, no. I was like, there's something really wrong about a guy who's not even willing to use you for a green card, you know? So I dump him. <laughs> I will let him know when he crosses the border again. I uh, just kind of, <laughs> I, I did have many illegal boyfriends when I lived in LA, because that was the trend. I, um, <laughs> But right now, what I do, I actually, it's kind of hard for me to come out, um, because I take care of my mom full time, you guys. Oh, thank you. I know, the rest of the millennials are like, well, my mom's 25, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I do, we grow up, and we have to be taken care of, right? Um, I do take care of my mom. She had a stroke three years ago, and she needs 24-7 care so um like right now of course um she's in the car but she's okay i left the radio on (laughs) i'm just kidding you guys i tied her up to her bed she's fine my god um yeah it's crazy i was uh my whole life i was this bachelorette living in l.a trying to be an actress and um you know now i moved here and i'm taking care of my mom and uh, my friends are always concerned about my uh, single life. So they're always like, Brenda, so did you meet a guy? And I'm like, well, I never go out. I don't know how you want me to meet anybody unless it's a UPS guy. But she's not that into me. And the pizza delivery guy had to file for sexual harassment three times already. Like a porn you don't want to watch. Uh <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, the hardest part about it is that I actually have to sleep with my mom. So I'm probably going to be single for the rest of my life. Because you know how hard it is to masturbate when you sleep with your mother? It's very hard, you guys. I'm letting you know now. OK? Don't try it. Non-existent, you know? You know she's going to criticize my technique. So it's not going to go there. Um. <laughs> The problem with me is that I look really young uh, for my age, so a lot of younger guys want to go out with me, and uh, it is a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like I'm becoming the cougar that I never wanted to be. I'm sorry, I'm Puerto Rican, the chupacabra that I never wanted to be, and um, and younger guys never have a place that we can go back to at the end of our date, you know, and. They only want to go go to my house, and my mom does not like when I bring boys back to our bed. She's like, no, Brenda, I'm the only one who can wet this bed. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I don't bring boys back to our bed. I bring men, men who like threesomes. These are some really fun threesomes, you guys. Like, every couple hours, I'm going to wake you up, and you're going to take my mom to the bathroom, Okay? (laughs) Thank you so much, you guys. I'm Brenda Lambert. (laughs)
0: Leopardy with her mom, yay, yay! Uh, you're a nice comedian. He's been chilling out in there. There he is. Uh, I have a long history with him. He's been around. He was a comedian. I think he, actually before he, I was even a comedian. We started at the same time about six years ago. Either way, I remember when there was there used to be this old club called it used to be Chemos, and it was upstairs at Chemos. And he was so weird. He'd sit in the corner and he had these gloves on and he'd pretend to strangle people. But I knew he was joking, but it would freak people out and it made me laugh so hard. And it was like he was totally trying to be creepy and I don't know why, but it just like added to like the the idea and the like it's like he's like the Andy Kaufman of the San Francisco comedy scene. Back then at least, you were very trippy. You know you were purposely being weird, dude. No, no, it's fine. It was funny. I love him so much. You guys are going to love him too, everybody. FC Sierra, yeah.
4: Not only leaving, Roman, you're taking somebody else with you. What a true piece of shit. <laughs> Good friend, bad human being. That's that's basically my best qualifications for people in life. Like you could be a as long as you're a good friend. I don't care if you killed someone one time. You know, one time. Not like two or three people. That's too many for friendships. Like acquaintances, it's fine. Maybe three people. I know a guy that's now in jail for murder. Still a great guy. <laughs> still a great, like he had, if he did it to me, then I would be like, okay, I'm ambivalent about it. But still like in the in the long run, I try not to judge. I was creepy back in the day. And by the way, I do remember that. I, this would this was the joke, Pam. It was this. I would have I wouldn't have the gloves on, and I would say, "Somebody told me approach the mic like you would a woman." And so I would put the gloves on, and I would come behind the mic, and I would go like this when I grabbed it. It was a little bit blue, a little bit blue. You know, those long nights driving back, listening to the 8 Mile soundtrack on repeat, uh, was a little bit lonely knowing that I did that. A little bit lonely. I'm gonna swallow this gum. I don't know where else to put it. None of what I'm gonna say is worth like the pain that I'm putting my body through in 40 years, what I just did with that gum. But I wanna talk to you guys. Uh, You guys aren't terrifying. You seem to have faces, that's great. No offense if you know anybody that's faceless. Uh, I'm less scared now. I'm less terrified. Uh, you know, the people that are... Get, it's the tattoo people. They used to be scary to me. I used to see... A, like, they're not terrifying anymore. You used to see... 10, 15 years ago, you saw a guy, and he had the full-sleeve tattoos and on his neck and on his face, and he had to earn that with a lifetime of poor decision-making, and he went to prison, and somebody had a toothpick with, like... a a pen that, that leaked out and they just kept on stabbing him and then he has a beautiful tattoo. You had to earn it with bad dis- And now you just get to have them and you get to be at a coffee shop and you're serving an $11 cup of coffee. And I, and I see the guy and I'm just like, why is this $11, why, why is this an $11 cup? They're like, oh, it's fair trade. Nobody was hurt in the processing of this coffee. I'm like, it says kill them all on the side of your neck. I don't know where your carrying comes from. Like that that person used to be a terrifying person. You would see that person coming at you on the street and you'd be like, oh my God, is that a skinhead? No, he's not white and he has hair. Is he a Mexican? Am I wearing too much blue? Am I not wearing enough blue? What is the right amount of blue to wear so that guy doesn't stab me? And then the guy that I saw recently, he had full sleeve tattoos all, all up on his neck and his face. And he was like, I wasn't afraid. I saw him and I was like, this guy is not gonna stab me. He is wearing what appears to be yoga pants and you can't hide a knife in there it's very difficult it tears the fabric uh it's he he had a cloak on i'm not sure if he was like a wizard trying to disguise himself as a muggle but he he was working it out but you see those people used to be terrible like the other day i was watching tv and there was a guy and he was fucking terrible like he had the full like death people dead faces and skulls on his thing and there was like bleeding things it said death destruction filth and greed on the side of his neck and i was seeing and i was terrified and he was just like making 300 cupcakes in 2 hours on the food network and they're just like is he going to be able to complete this buttercream frosting challenge in time and i'm just like this guy is a fucking he has three teardrop tattoos on his face they are like no that's frosting wow what a talent what an amazing baker um I went to the library recently and I was talking too much uh, and the woman got mad at me. And I knew that she was mad at me uh, because she drew herself up from her hunchback that she earned through years of the Dewey Decimal System. And she looked at me in the face and she said, sir, this this is not a place for talking. This is a place for homeless people to take baths. True story.
0: Sierra telling us the truth. Hooray! Yay! I don't see Matt Gupster. Where is he? Is he? And right, Anthony Medina, both of you guys. Hey, Anthony Medina. You're comedian Oh, how very exciting. Our anniversaries are within a week of each other. Next week on the 12th, you guys should go to Good Times at the Grotto. It's their six-year anniversary as well. It is at Sports Basement on 15th and Bryant. There's free beer, and it's uh, from 6 to 9, 6.30 to... 6.30 to 8.30 next week. But right now, you guys get to enjoy his comedy. Anthony Medina! Keep it going! Keep clapping! Keep clapping, y'all! Keep
11: clapping! Thank you. Yeah, that always trips me out. Like, we're a week apart is like, we're both six years old to our, within a week of each other, Pam. Thank you so much for that, yeah. But for those who don't know me, my name's Anthony Medina, and I'm a new age Mexican, which means I use condoms, y'all. I once told that joke at a show one time, and there was a woman in the audience that said, that's not true. But I know she's not here, so what's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm originally from South Central LA. Thank you so much for this. Oh, are, you, are you from LA too, right? Are you born and raised too? OK, we're in LA. Okay, Claremont, yeah, baby. hey, I was like, I'm up here now representing the Bay because that's all my adult life now. All, pretty much all my masturbating has been done up here. All right, yeah? Up in the North Bay. But a lot of people don't believe I'm from South Central because I'm alive <laughs> and dressed like a high school substitute teacher that smokes weed on the weekends. now I'm fucking with you. I smoke weed every day, y'all. <laughs> Some very exotic animals in South Central. First one, the Ghetto Bird. For those of you who don't know what the Ghetto Bird is, it's the police helicopter, y'all. Oh. Uh, very very exotic to only the inner cities of America for some reason. I don't know why. But like, uh, that's why I knew I wanted to get into show business. Because when Ghetto Bird be shining down their light and all my friends start to scatter, I jump in and start doing my bits, y'all. <laughs> I was like, killing it, y'all. I was killing it. And then next thing you know, they started trying to kill me, y'all. And then that's why I was like, huh. And they said, they were, they were all like, get the fuck down. And I was like, does that mean, like, my time's up? Because uh, as a comedian, you think like that. We think like crackheads when it comes to time, y'all. Uh, but if anything, though, um, by y'all supporting comedy, y'all getting free therapy. All right? So realize realized by, like, uh, you know, like, um, by y'all doing that, like, uh, we're not doing crazy shit on the streets. All right? <laughs> like th- and also, this is, like, the freedom of expression, y'all. You realize how powerful this shit is, you know. This is how the first couple presidents are probably chosen, you know, and they're drunk and high too, right? <laughs> So it's just like, like, this is all by supporting this pirate ship known as Mutiny Radio, y'all, because uh, like uh, this motherfucker has got no barnacles whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> is that what's called? Barnacles? Barnacles. Barnacles. There you go. See? Yeah. There yeah, so you go. Know. Yeah. I'm in South Central L.A., baby. We got a little different lingo down there, right? <laughs> That's a particle. little particles or something like that. Hey, come on. Sounds like a fucking tostada. Uh, uh, I used to work in the sex industry. I used to be customer service manager for a vibrator company, y'all. Yeah. It's like you like you actually get good insurance. and You get great dental. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, so you, get, you learn some interesting shit learning in uh working in the sex industry. Like, uh, for instance, number one selling vibrator, Is the rabbit, you know, and also the rabbit. If you also bend it and put on a flat surface, it'll race across the table. And being that we were Latino in a warehouse, we bound this shit, (laughs) y'all. Lost a T-shirt that day. This one time, this woman coming, she called in. She said, "Excuse me, or there's like uh, something wrong with my vibrator." And I was like, "Well, what seems the problem, miss?" Well, every time I use it, my heart starts to race, my body starts to clench, and I start to lose my breath. And that's when I was like, well, miss, you have to call back in 10 minutes because I'm done and need a nap right now, yeah. <laughs> I was still napping later, yeah. But I had to leave the, you know, the vibrator industry because, you know, it's a little shaky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, from, like, my first year in comedy right there. Because <laughs> it was at the time when I was working at that vibrator place. And then, like, I had people, like, say, like, you know, like, uh, they're trying to workshop and shit with you. Uh, like, uh, they were like, "Hey, like, oh, you, you're in the you're in the vibrator industry and stuff. Like, like, talk about how shaky it is and all like, that." And I'm still talking about it till this day. That's what you life goes, huh? Yeah. Uh, anyone ever get arrested in Mexico? Nah, just me. I like that you looked at him for a quick second. Like, ah, yeah. You look. Is that is that because you were brown? Nah, <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay, no wonder. All right, see? Y'all are always up to something. I can tell, but y'all look at each other like, oh, shit, who, who has the drugs? Uh, <laughs> Whatever. No, that no, was crazy, though. Like, um, the thing that saved me from going to, like, jail in Mexico because I got arrested and shit was, like, uh, there was a, sh- a guard shack that you had to pass, and in order to get past it, like, uh, I was in the back seat of the Federales car, like, uh, fucking crying my eyes out because uh, I thought this was it, y'all. I thought this was fucking it. Y'all ever used to see the old Batman with Adam West? Remember remember how it used to end? Like, you know, like they'd be in, like, a scenario and stuff, you know, the cliffhanger, and then all of a sudden you hear the voice saying, is this the end of Batman? (laughs) Will he ever get out of Mr. Freeze's lair? Tune in next week! And I was like, I don't know why, but for some reason, in my one moment of panic there, that's what was going through my mind. It was that fucking voice going like, is this the end of Anthony? Will he ever lick another butthole in his life? We won't know because he can't stop crying, y'all.
7: <laughs>
11: Tune in next week. But then the only thing that saved me was that at that exact same moment, my friends were coming in at the Federales' car, y'all. I mean, in, in, a, in a taxi. And so as I was in the backseat of the Federales' car, my friends were coming in at that with a taxi. And I was like, oh my gosh, and this is it, y'all. So then uh, next thing you know, like uh, Mexico is a land of entrepreneurs, which means uh, we started negotiating how much my life is worth. And uh, realize this, y'all. At the end of the day, no matter how cool you think you are, your life might only be worth $30 in Mexico, (laughs) you know? I recently moved into a new spot, y'all. But like, uh, only thing is, I had to convert the dining room into my room, which means not only did I have to build the wall, I had to pay for it as well, y'all. And I remember doing this, y'all. I remember doing this because like, I was like building it and like using my hands, you know? You're, like, because now we type and shit and you can't even fucking grab your dick right anymore. It's so sad. Uh, <laughs> but like, uh, if anything, I was using my hands and working and then I was like, oh shit, he got me. He got me. Like, orange, you smart. Orange, you smart. I've been doing comedy for nine years. Finally came up with my first knock-knock joke, y'all. Here we go, y'all. Knock, knock. Yeah. Orange is. Orange is the new black president, y'all. Uh, that is what it comes down to, y'all. Y'all gotta realize it's tough to make a good knock knock joke, all right? You gotta give that the fucking credit. And then also, two funny fact, uh, coincidence as well, is that uh, both of those things have three more years. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, it's either gonna be he's either gonna get impeached or reelected. Uh, so sad, but it is so. All right, y'all. Uh, <laughs> everyone just always gets so sad with that shit. It's gonna be okay. All right, I know you like you see a lot of shit on TV and stuff. You know, you could program your shit to like understand positive images too. Do y'all ever see like? Do y'all ever like fucking ba- try and balance out like positive imagery with negative imagery? No, nah, y'all are just fucking watching porn, huh? All right, <laughs> I see how it is. Like, no wonder you're all sleepy and shit. You know, you're like, God damn, it, I did it three times this morning, y'all. Oh yeah. If anything though, um, I went to high school in East LA, y'all. And, like, uh, they used to throw a fucking desk out the second floor, y'all. Out the second floor. And I was like, oh, it must be second period. Uh, Not only that, they were smoking weed. They were smoking weed in the classroom, y'all, during class. Like, this really happened. And I was like, God damn it. Like, shouldn't you be teaching class right now, man? You know? All right. Okay. Y'all don't believe that shit happened, but it did happen. Uh, If anything, though, um, I I made it to college and I got the depth to prove it. Yeah, you guys there? Are you guys there? Yeah. 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 How much? That's okay, man. We're all here. Uh, like, I got 30k. going on. What you got? You know what I am Yeah. I like a white guys they like, Nah, never. Never about money. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. But if anything, though, like, realize you're still gonna get a better job than me. You know? <laughs> like, I, like I, that's why I fucking like do comedy because, like, oh, I got some issues to talk about too. Uh. But if anything, though, just remember this. No matter what happens in your life, y'all. Remember that somebody's always out there touching themselves at that exact same moment. (laughs) So even in your darkest parts, someone's touching their darkest parts as well. Smooches, y'all. I'm out.
0: (laughs) Anthony Medina with the smooches, my goodness. Yes, someone's touching their dick right now. Very, very exciting. Uh, Hey, this is very exciting. One of, uh, he's a huge headliner around San Francisco and the Bay Area, he's gonna be up right now. Is Matt Upser inside, or is he outside? Is he hanging outside? He's in the green room outside. Uh, Hey everybody, he's a really great comedian and I'm so excited that he's here. Put your hands together for Matt Gubser, How are you
4: guys
12: doing? sorry I'm unprepared let me get this going real quick I'm just gonna stare at my phone the whole time I'm up here I hope that's okay with you guys uh all right here we go all right you guys good good all right yeah no okay doesn't matter no one cares apathetic you guys doing apathetic is that all right good Christmas anybody okay Chris shitty Christmas anybody have a shitty Christmas did I just okay what happened like as a present like as a Christmas present Jesus oh man that must have been brutal for her (laughs) oh you're gonna meet my family on Christmas they don't know about you come on it'll be fun holy fuck that relationship's doomed that's oh man Um, I uh, I I'm glad 2017 is over it's kind of a rough year I felt for me personally, like I've, uh, I've struggled with depression on and off forever. I think 2017 was a pretty bad year for me depression wise, like the worst it has been in a while. I think part of that was Trump related. I think, you know, even on a normal day, you wake up feeling helpless and hopeless sometimes. And I think that made it worse. But as I was going through that, like it really made me think about how hard the last eight years must have been for racists. Like is that the only group, the only demographic that did not vote for Obama was rural white people, uh, which coincidentally, I, I just you know, if you hate black people, just having to wake up every day for eight years, be like, man, we got a we got a black president still. God damn, that's how many days is that? Thousands of days, almost. That's like three thousand days of a black president. I don't know. I just think that, you know, we always talk about meth being, you know, meth is the rural white drug, but then it switched over to opiates a couple years ago, and I think that's Obama's fault. I think it's 100 percent Obama's fault, because you had all these sad racists who normally would have done meth, but suddenly they have health care and access to prescription drugs, and now they're on opiates. So, fucking thanks, Obama. He doesn't get credit for killing enough white people. I've always said that. <laughs> 2017. Remember the remember the end of 2016 where it seemed like every celebrity in the world died? It was just like, especially like the last couple months, it was just one after another. Like, it got to a point where... You know, everybody's like, oh, when will this year end? How many celebrities will it take? Because it seemed like, it got to the point where you seemed like like every time you logged into Facebook or Twitter and you saw somebody's name trending, like, without even checking what happened, you're like, oh, man, that guy died. That sucks. And here we are, like, barely a year later, and we're in sort of the same situation where every time you log into Twitter or Facebook and you see somebody's name trending, you're like, oh, man, that guy's a rapist. That, That sucks. Like I never thought I would look back on all my favorite celebrities dying as a high point. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting time now. I've heard a lot of uh I've heard a lot of male friends talking about being scared to approach women now. That they're worried that they're going to get accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault. That's fucking ridiculous. Look, if you're worried about it, Make a list of everything that you do when you approach a woman. And then go through that list. And if any of those things are a crime, <laughs> just cross that one off and move on to the next step. It's not that fucking complicated. That's my New Year's resolution. is fewer crimes in 2018. I don't know. if That's not true. Um, <coughs> I went to... Uh, I went to a funeral not too long ago. It was a, uh, it was a Catholic funeral, which is weird for me. I was not raised Catholic. anybody raised Catholic in here? one a sa- couple sad claps. that's I guys it's, it's more guilty claps when you I was not raised Catholic, so Catholicism is still super weird to me. like at one part of the funeral they ta- they're taking communion, right? So they got a couple priests up there. There's these guys in their 70s, their 80s, they got the full costumes on. Uh, and they bring out this big silver goblet. It was a goblet. It was like a Lord of the Rings, like we stole this from Smaug goblet, full of Jesus crackers. And it's a very solemn moment, and they bring it out and they set it down, and then everybody bows down and prays <coughs> to the Jesus crackers. Like I said, I wasn't raised with that, so it's fucking weird to me. Because <coughs> to me, to an outsider, we got two men, two men with a century and a half of life experience between them in full costume, paying homage to a bowl of baked goods. So as this is happening, I'm looking around at anybody, everybody else, so like, we're all fine with this? Like, we're adults, and this is happening, and we're fine. And they're like, yeah, we're Catholic, sometimes snacks are magic. <laughs> were, you, were you not here when you were six? They explained it for like two weeks. And that was the problem, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I missed those two weeks. Then that's why it's weird to me. They gotta get you when you're growing. Like, any religion that you're brought not brought up in is fucking weird. It is, and it's not just Catholics. Like Every religion has stuff that they believe in that's true for people in that religion, but fucking insane to everybody else on the planet. Like if you're Catholic, sometimes you believe that the creator of the universe literally, not figuratively, not symbolically, literally takes the form of a crispy little wafer that you pop in your mouth every week. And that's fine, that's just a fact for you, that's a fact. If you're Mormon, you believe that America was once ruled by an ancient empire of white people who were the lost tribe of Israel. Sure, great, <laughs> no, that's wonderful. If you're, if you're Muslim, you believe that Jesus is real, but not crucified, and definitely not a Jew, cause gross. <laughs> if you're a Scientologist, you believe in spaceships and volcanoes, and for like a quarter million dollars the church will explain how it all connects we're all walking around with facts based on whatever our parents decided was true when we were four. That's just, that's just how it works. Like I, uh, but you, what's the funny about religion is that I was trying to remember how that went. Uh, the funny thing about religion is like, we've all got our own set of facts based on how we were brought up, but what the religion you were brought up in is based almost completely on where you're born. Like if you're born in South America, 90% chance you're raised Catholic you're born in the Middle East, 98% chance you're raised Muslim. Born in India, 90% chance you're raised uh, Hindu. You're born in Utah, 8,000% chance you're raised Mormon. I'm pretty sure that's not how facts are supposed to work. Like I don't think universal truth is supposed to be regionally dependent. That's more like how being a sports fan works. Like I was raised in Northern California, I grew up a Giants fan, you know, we used to go to games, my dad and I used to go to games at Candlestick every once in a while. But I feel like it would be weird for me to go up to people from other parts of the world and be like, ah, uh, you believe in the Yankees? They're not even real. <laughs> the Giants are the one true baseball team. I should know. I'm from there. <laughs> like, we're, we're in San Francisco right now. now. this is a city named after a Catholic priest. You know, part of the city. We're in the mission. This is named after the old Spanish mission that was here. None of this exists because Jesus is extra real in San Francisco it exists because 400 years ago the Catholic Church was ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey, we're your new neighbors. You believe in Jesus now. What's that? No? Uh, you, can you poke him with a sword? Still no? Can we get some fire? Can we get some fire over here? If you're raised religious, all it really means is that at some point your ancestors were the least flammable members of their tribe. <laughs> Amen. Is it weird hearing that from a guy who kind of looks like Jesus? I feel like ten years ago I looked like Jesus, but now the beard's going gray and getting a little thick. I feel like I look like Jesus who's slowly begun transitioning into Santa. It's not cute. It's not. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how much time I'm doing. Just okay. okay. I'll do a minute pretty soon then. Um, I am uh, I'm vegan, which confuses a lot of people because I look like a man. Uh, it's not a big deal in the Bay Area. This is a very accommodating place, but I do a lot of traveling to other parts of the country where it's a little bit more confusing. I was in uh, I was in Oklahoma City a few months back. I was getting breakfast at this little diner the morning after a show, um, but it's Oklahoma, so I just let the waiter know. I was like, I- "Excuse me, I'm." Vegan, what do you recommend that I order here? And he goes, You don't need any meat at all. What about chicken? It's like, This shouldn't be that complicated. He goes, You don't even eat chicken? What are you gay? It's like, it's like I don't know what they taught you guys about vegetables in Oklahoma. Maybe that's not where you should be putting them. It's, that's weird. That's just so weird because like, I've been vegan for like 15 years and there's a roughly 100% chance that if I order something without meat on it, uh, the waiter will just give it to the nearest woman. That's just how it works. There's no reason for that. It's just weird that we have food that's masculine and being vegetarian isn't. Like we all know what man food is. The manliest food you can think of. It's this, we know what it is. It's giant hunks of meat you cook with fire. That's man food. So manly, we don't even cook it. Cooking, that's for women. We grill this kitchen i don't think so also women we do this shit outside why uh we got to use poison chemicals which can kill you (laughs) got to start that fire which can kill you can't undercook it e coli which can kill you can't overcook it cancer which can kill you oh by the way it comes from a giant thousand pound animal with huge horns which can kill you you ready for lunch pansy (laughs) and there is no vegetarian equivalent to that (laughs) can't be like hey you see that scar right there you see that watsonville 85 blackberry bush <laughs> i lost a lot of good friends in that patch but we were gonna have a cobbler we all knew the risks you know the worst about that is carl's jr you ever watch the carl's jr commercial carl's junior doesn't sell hamburgers carl's jr sells dicks that's they do uh, Carl's, you, know, you, you guys have seen him. And, like, it's a bikini model and she's eating a giant burger that's like the size of her head and she's dripping it all over herself because she's never had food before. She doesn't know how it works. <laughs> But like she's writhing around, there's like ketchup on her boobs, and then that deep, gravelly voice comes on. It's like, Carl's Jr., try the new pearl necklace burger only at Carl's Jr. Come on down to Carl's Jr., try the new thick burger at Carl's. We tried to call it the girth burger. It was a little too on the nose. (laughs) Try the new thick burger. Try the new $6 burger. It's actually only four. We told you it was six. That's how dicks work. Carl's Jr. All our burgers are dicks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. You had a lot of fun.
0: Maggots, sir, doesn't eat meat. Yay! Just burgers. Uh, Hey, we've got we have a couple special treats before we end the night. Uh, Your first special treat. He is my favorite dirt bag in all of San Francisco. He looks clean tonight, though. He isn't even wearing his pajama pants or his booties. Put your hands together for Zach Wiseman!
13: Yeah, I found some new clothes on the ground. So (laughs) So you guys enjoy your holidays. You have a good holiday season. Cool. Good for you. I went and uh, saw some family. Saw my dad and uh, some extended family. And uh, I just, you know, spent the holidays uh, pretending I wasn't withdrawing from heroin. You know, just like, hey, this ham's so great, it doesn't make me feel nauseous at all. I think I pulled it off, though. I got some laughs, you know, that's usually how I gauge those things. You know, a few, few good table laughs. Uh, I don't know if I fully pulled it off, though, because uh, when I got back into San Francisco, I got a text from my dad, and he said, you piece of shit! You stole my tablet computer, you motherfucker. You're out of the family. No inheritance for you, Ah! And so I said, I said, well this is the first I'm hearing of this uh, inheritance. (laughs) Then he found his uh, tablet computer. He he located it. So I was like, well you know what you can do with this inheritance? Uh, You can take all this money you're gonna give me and hire someone who looks like me to go to your funeral, you piece of shit, motherfucker. Uh, Then I blocked him. So holidays are good, I enjoy them. I think it's funny that Australians are such drunken assholes that kangaroos know how to box. Find that fucking hilarious. I'm from Alaska, and they drink a lot in Alaska, but not so much that the wildlife knows fisticuffs, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know how fucking drunk you have to be to think a kangaroo's eyeing you? Oi, mate! (laughs) Think that kangaroo's eyeing me! I just think that's funny. Do you guys know that uh, if you tell people that you're racist, they will look past all of your other personality flaws? If you're tired of your roommates on you about doing the dishes, just be like, hey, I'm racist. They'd be like, Of course that racist doesn't do the dishes, piece of shit. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you're tired of being Stinky Tom, you can be Racist Tom if you want, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I've always been... Uh, a broken, nihilistic piece of shit. I don't know if this is this is me forever. You know, it's hard to gauge with your memories and shit. Uh, but if something happened to make me like this, I think it was when uh, I, was, I was 12 years old, right? And I went to school one day, and I had a whole thing of Oreos. I had a whole thing of Oreos in my backpack, and I was like, these are going to be great. I had all these Oreos. I'm going to fucking sell some of these Oreos. I'm going to trade some for better lunch stuffs. Uh, and I'm, I'm standing there in my locker, and I'm putting these Oreos in my locker thinking about how great the day's going to be. Uh, and then this kid I knew, he came in with a shotgun and shot this other kid I knew in his tummy-tum. And I say tummy-tum because that's the funniest word for belly, and this is a kind of heaviest story, you know. It's <laughs> trying to lighten it a little bit, you know. So, yeah, he shot him in his tummy-tum. And then the principal, being the wise, learned man that he was, uh, grabbed a bat and tried to stop him. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Also applies to bats. <laughs> 100%. Because he didn't stop shit. Very noble, dumb thing to do. I don't even know what his strategy was. He's like, all right, he's going to shoot the gun at me, and then I'm going to just bat it back like, like I'm a baseballer. Or, I do know. But there are great things about being in a school shooting. There really are. Like uh, if you're in a school shooting, uh, you can run in the hallways. You can chew gum, you know? Basically, as long as you're not shooting people, you get a pass. You can fucking, if you're fleeing past the cafeteria, grab an extra slice of pizza, you know? I learned something from being in a school shooting. I learned that if you are in a school shooting, uh, you get to eat pizza every night for a month, <laughs> and you get a Super Nintendo. Isn't that great? <laughs> uh, so my mom uh removed us from that school and city. She's like, we just gotta go. This is not. And I we went to a new uh school in a new city, and uh I'm just uh you know not talking to people, being a depressed kid, and then the principal is doing this thing. Where he'd just grab a bunch of kids from their classes and then you'd go into this little room and then you'd have cinnamon buns and milk chocolates and you'd talk to the principal. You know, he's trying to be hip with, he's like, hey kids, let's rap, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm in this fucking tiny little room with all these other kids and the principal's like, all right, let's go around the room. You know, just say some, your name and something about yourself. And he's like, my name is Tanya and I want a pony. And I'm Josh and I'm to be a super, super ninja turtle when I grow up. And then he got to me and I was like, my name is Zach Wiseman and I was in a school shooting. Can I go back to class? (laughs) And that's how you get out of bullshit. (laughs) All right, I'm out of here. Have a good night, guys. Uh,
0: Zach Wiseman, yay! He's hilarious! Hey, everybody. Put your hands together, everybody. He just hosted the happy hour that was earlier and you're going to love him. He's great at crowd work.